0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping Care Podcast episode 514. Mitch and Charlie here with you back recovered from Fest. We're going to talk about the patience powering for Wisconsin sports. Uh, Everybody needs to be patient. I will explain more later. We're also going to talk about if Aaron Jones is one of the smartest running backs in football or maybe the only one that is smart. And then we will talk about Shohei Otani and the Brewers, and how ridiculous it is, and how fans just kind of need to get a grip. I'm going to probably sound like a jerk. That's okay. Maybe I'll talk about Wild Bill Contreras as the Brewers just wrapped up a 5 3 win over the Philadelphia Phillies. Mitch, what's up, buddy?
1: How much, man? Just recovering from the well, pretty much recovered from the weekend by now. Uh, it was quite a, quite a week, really, for me. And um, yeah, had a good time successful I'd say largely yeah the weekend in the Wisconsin Dells got to play golf for the for the first time in a while yeah didn't embarrass myself sources sources close to us said that
0: you you were carrying the team at certain points
1: um can you confirm or deny that I mean I don't disagree with that there was you know I played with the uh the bridal couple's siblings and and the bachelor and uh yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. I had a very limited, really bad shots and um, a lot of okay, decent shots, like not, not right. going to kill you type shots. Right. And um, whereas the other guys probably had a lot of bad shots and a couple decent ones here and there. Right. So I'm not going to yep. say I carried, but I definitely kept us, kept us in the ballgame. Right. I mean, that's, that's all you want in a scramble, right?
0: That's, that's all you you just want to kind of be that guy. Like, if you could, like, honestly, it's like, if you have one guy that's a power power hitter that can just bomb it off the tee, then you have a guy like you as the second shot. And then someone who's pretty good at putting, you're going to have a pretty good scramble team.
1: Yeah. But what I, what I would say is you're not really keeping score individually at all. You just kind of, it's kind of a good way to have fun, but like, what I would say is, yeah, some of my shots or a lot of my shots are pretty good, but when you're playing by yourself and you're finishing out the holes, there probably were so many holes that I would have fucking four putted or something (laughs) and just like had so many eights. Like I'm just the magnetic pull of of an eight on the scorecard for me is just just trouble. I mean, it just happens all the time. that's,
0: That's where it gets in your head. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe we, we keep this thing rolling, the Tapping the Kite Classic. Some people have asked for it. Um, rumors have circled. Um, but, you know, me and planning is not always uh, a perfect combination. But right. we, we, <laughs> we are going to talk about patience today. And sometimes your boy has patience. Sometimes your boy doesn't. I think you could say the same for yourself. But I think patience is going to be the theme of the fall. For Wisconsin sports, whether it's the Green Bay Packers, whether it's Wisconsin Badgers, whether it's the Milwaukee Bucks, they all have their reasons that they have to be patient. So we're going to present the case, and then we're going to find out, you know, what fan base needs to be the most patient, and how do we net it out? But we're going to kind of review review the resumes, if you will, uh. Before that, are you are you ready to embark on a story? Any thoughts before before we get into it?
1: Well, I I think the only general thought I had going in, coming in is like Wisconsin sports fans, I think in general are pretty patient compared to your Philly, um, you know, your your big market teams feel like I know as much shit as you want to talk about people feel like by and large, we are much more patient than some of the larger market teams that, Mm -hmm. that their teams spend a lot of money, whatever sport it might be, Um, or, you know, the expectations are just always out of control i do think that we're a little more nuanced or smarter i'd like to think than some of those some of those teams but i mean we are blessed to to have a situation where all of our teams are competitive now we'll see with the packers um coming up just how competitive they are but you know the last 10 years we've had a lot of success yeah so maybe maybe um it's basically, maybe we're, maybe it's basically we're creeping into a spot where it's championship may, expectations all the time. But well,
0: and maybe it just bred patience, right? Maybe, maybe we become more patient because we're not necessarily doom and gloom fans. Like we don't necessarily, you know, are like, oh, woe is me, or like think about Pittsburgh Pirates fans, right? Like every year it seems like they start hot and then they're absolute trash by this time of year. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. won today, but you get my point. And so it's like, oh, here we go again. And we don't really have a lot. Here we go again. Brewers may be the only team like that. But again, I think the Brewers stuff is kind of rose-colored glasses. Like, people just ignore that we won, like, 96 games in 2021 because we had lost in the first round. And that's – and I get it. Like, that you should. It's bucks ish honestly, a little bit. A little different capacity. But still, it's – you know, you expect to be better when you do that well in the regular season. And you took the foot off your gas – the final two weeks and who knows what what that did to that team and that'll be i think one of those things you look back if especially if you know the brewers never get to a world series or they don't like that chris taylor catch like those all the things you'll remember um and but hopefully they do and hopefully we don't have to talk about that because we have you know that memory of either getting to or winning the world series
1: yeah well you could also have a discussion about whether or not that year was the outlier compared to the oh, last yeah. 5 years. Oh,
0: 100%. 100%, 100%. I mean, yeah, and as it continues on that, that could be the discussion. So we'll we'll just have to see, but let's let's get into it. Let's uh let's go through it. So basically, I will start with the Green Bay Packers because Green Bay Packers are, you know, the the team, the headline of the fall. Whether it's Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers whether it's Brett Favre, they're always going to be the team that people look to first in the fall. I know you will look towards the Bucks at the latter part of fall, but still most people are going to look at the Green Bay Packers. And in terms of why fans need to be patient, I think it it's pretty simple. It, they're a very young team. I heard Aaron Nagler on Twitter the other day talk about how this is a foundation year for the Green Bay Packers. And I really like that term. I, I'm jealous I didn't come up with that term about like, they are building sort of that foundation of the next generation of Packer football. I, I think I've said similar things about table stakes and stuff like that. But that need that means you have to be patient. That means shit's not going to always go right when you're building something, whether it's a DIY project that your wife has been nagging you about forever, or you're building, you know, a business or whatever it may be. Like it's going to take time. And it's gonna it's going to take a lot of a lot of you know trial and error, and things are going to work things aren't going to work so uh, that's kind of the case for like why why they have to be patient here but mitch i i ask you now will you know how how patient do they need to be how how much from a scale of one to ten one being the, the, the lowest like no patience at all super bowl or bust or 10 being like yeah you gotta, you gotta wear kid gloves
1: well i always say that there's always going to be that that Super Bowl championship expectation for the Packers, but it's, and it is still there, of course, a little bit, but I think it's a little different this year. People don't really know what to expect out of, out of the quarterback position for the first time in in quite a while. Um, And that's obviously the most important thing in football, as we're finding out this off season, you know, the storylines right. this week are the running backs don't, don't matter. I and mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but um, it's uh it's a very important thing and nobody knows what to expect. So I think there should be some tempered patience. Uh, I I definitely don't think it's a full 10 for patient, you know, to just right. not care, but it's probably like a six or seven. I mean, it's, 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 you got to see it first, I think. Right. And I think the the team itself is pretty solid right and i mean there's there's no reason that jordan love can't come in and and be and be pretty good right, right. you know I, I don't think it's gonna be patrick mahomes day one but right. it there i mean there's also no reason that that he can't be just kind of average too or or mm-hmm. you know or bad just or bad and just and just missing a lot of stuff but that doesn't mean he he couldn't become good. You know, he's, he's he's played very little in in game action to this point. And now he's been thrown right in the deep end of the pool. And but not really because he's he's had a couple years and yeah, and, I think you know, to to learn and we'll see. And I think it helps that, you know, his
0: teammates are behind him a hundred percent. Every interview that seems like Aaron Jones or Kenny Clark or anyone else does, they're always like, wow, we have Jordan's back. We want to run through a wall for Jordan love. And like, there is a hundred percent support. They're all working out together. I think there is a, a camaraderie that's not just with a couple players, you know, Rogers had his click. I think it's everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think it's very yeah. inclusive and I do think that helps. Um, but as for the patience, I think you hit it on the head. Like, you can't assume that this is going to be immediately something that's that's going to be awesome. Now, could it be? Yeah, potentially. And I, I think to our last question about will they actually, will the fans actually listen? Will they be patient? I, I think it's going to honestly depend on Aaron Rodgers. As, we, as weird as that sounds, as fucked up as that sounds, if the Jets are awesome and the Jets are 4 0 or 5 and 0, whatever it may be, and Packers struggle, the crankiness is going to set in. It's going to be like, well, how do we get rid of this guy? Why do we like? Why did we not cater to? Him? Why did we trade Jordan Love?" There will be so many of those takes, especially nationally. But nationally, unfortunately, poisons our brains, and then it, it get, we form our own takes from it. Even though they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't listen to Skip Bayless. I don't listen to Colin Coward. I don't listen to uh, Stephen A." You, you still kind of hear it, and it's still like yeah. it makes you think. And maybe it's not their take but then you formulate a take from some few here. And so I really think it's going to depend on Rodgers and Packer fans are sometimes in that, you know, there's going to be a lot of like qualifiers. Like I don't want to overreact, but, and there's going to be a lot. I know McPhee, that's like his whole Monday thing, but that's, that's similar. That's going to be probably Packer fans for like three or four weeks where it's like every week is going to be like, I don't want to overreact, but I don't want to overreact, but, but we'll see. I mean, if, if they start off hot, the wheels are just going to go off the train and everyone's going to throw patients out the fucking window and be like, "Oh man, we have a shot at the
1: Super Bowl." And it'll be just silly season in early October. Well, that'll happen after week 1. Yeah, I mean if if uh, <laughs> if it if everything goes like it should and they're playing in Chica- in Chicago, right? Week 1. Yeah, in Chicago week 1. So, if everything goes right in Chicago, um, and, you know, you could be lulled into a false sense of uh bravado if, yeah. you know, Justin Fields does his ninety-nine yards passing and one hundred, you know, one hundred yards rushing, but yeah. the Bears only score ten points, and the Packers, you know, have an electric week or something in Week One, and it's three hundred yards and three touchdowns from Jordan Love, and it's, you know, Bears fans are sick. Yeah, and it's uh, there's a lot pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna oh lie. oh my god, Mitch. I mean, we've t-
0: we've talked offline about just some fantasies. <laughs> few different situations and try just to just contain yourself. You try to keep yourself, you know, level-headed, but yeah, there are, there's a world there where the Packers come in and run rump shot and it's scary season for, for bears fans. I sure. I will also, I will say this before we move to the Badgers. Um Joe Barry has a one in terms of people's patience and with an mm-hmm. early buy two, if it starts bad for Joe Barry, I I don't know. I mean, I've said, I've said this like four fucking times. So maybe I, he's just invincible and doesn't happen, but I have to think like he is given a five, five game window. And if they need to make a move, they just cut it early and say, fuck it. We don't, we don't have any more patience for this.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I will say that, you know, while the fans are, are very impatient, the organization is very patient. No. Yeah. hundred percent. They have, they have been notorious especially in the social media era of just, you know, absorbing the constant criticism and backlash, whether it's Tom Capers, Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Aaron Rodgers could probably be thrown in there too. Right. Um, it It's, they just kind of stay the course and for better or worse. And we'll see. I mean, they don't, I'm, I'm still shocked they fired Mike, Mike McCarthy midseason. I don't know if I ever will not be. But that's very out of character for the Packers. But um, who knows? I mean, I, I, do, I do agree that Barry is on thin ice. And, you know, he has, you think, enough to work with. The safeties, uh, we'll see. Yep. Um, but, you know. Everywhere some else. Of cor- it's, like, su- some of the corners. I feel like yeah. the secondary has the most questions for sure. Oh, interesting. But, I, I like the
0: secondary beyond, like, the corners I like. Like, you have Jair, you have Rasul. <laughs> Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon could okay, have, well, could take a step back.
1: Go ahead. What about Eric Stokes? Is he not, I mean.
0: I don't know. I don't know what we're getting little, out of Eric. Eric Stokes, like, Eric Stokes' leg, like, he broke, like, two things. So, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I've i started to follow more Packers on Twitter. That's a weird thing that I started doing. Some of them, like, I find Devontra Campbell actually funny. I didn't realize how much these shit talk fans on Twitter, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you a follow I'll see what you're about, and I think about Rasul Douglas too. And Rasul Douglas, you know, seems to think that Eric Stokes still has his speed. I don't know if that's actually true, but I, I just worry about Eric Stokes. Like, I, it'd be great if he's back and to form, and he's either the second or the third corner. I'm just very cautious on that one. I'm be very I'm being very patient with Eric Stokes to for the theme of the episode.
1: Well. Yeah, and Jair Alexander needs to work on tackling. Hopefully he did that.
0: Yeah, his his, then, la- his last five games were when I mean, they kind of changed their system to more of a cover 2 set. Like it was it really worked out for Jair. Hopefully he can carry that over and start fast and avoid the injuries cuz that's always the worry with him. is that he gets a couple of bumps and bruises and then he's out for 2 weeks.
1: Yeah, right. Right, which is, you know, that's going to happen in the NFL. I mean, there's going to be Guys missing a game here or there, you just have to hope that they're they can play twelve or thirteen games and or more, and uh, and all should all should be fine. So all right. yeah, I just at the secondary, I'm a little little question about, but um, no, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll uh we'll move on to the Wisconsin Badgers, who also you know require some patience. A brand new team, really. Um, yeah. Luke Filkel coming in there they work the transfer portal he hires phil longo to be his offensive coordinator who runs the air raid system as i think someone will refer to it as the dairy raid they are going to be running a 3-3-5 defense which has become very popular in college football mm-hmm. um so it's all brand new for the badges and some have already resisted change like the Tom Oates of the world who can't fathom why they would fire Paul Christ, which is an entirely different conversation for an entirely different time. But yeah. it, it it does require patience, even though the schedule itself is not one that you're like, whoa, this is, you know, hard game out the gate. Now, granted, you're in prime time at Washington State. Washington State doesn't figure to be that good they got ravaged by a transfer, but you lost to that team already. There should be a revenge factor in that, even with you know a brand, a bunch of brand new guys. You still think you're going to win it, but it would not shock me if that Buffalo game is really close at the end, and everyone's biting their nails and they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't know about this area. Where where's the eye formation? Where is this? Like, <laughs> it, it, it would." It would really. I I just think that it's gonna take some time. And yeah, they've worked on it. Yeah, they've spent a lot. Of, but it's not the easy. It's not the sisters of the 4 They're not playing the Mississippi School of Women like Mississippi uh, State is in basketball. They actually have men that go there, which I I don't really know how that works. But that's yeah. that's a that's a legit fucking school that Will Wade, the American Gangster, is playing. But they're playing, you know, Buffalo, Washington State, and Georgia Georgia Southern. All went to bowl games last year. Like those are not those are not bad teams. They're not bad teams. Uh, so the question I ask you, Mitch, is how patient do Badger fans need to be with this pretty much brand new team? Even though there are guys like Braylon Allen, Chimray DK, Hunter Waller back in the mix. I
1: think pretty pretty patient. How how much, how patient do they need to be? Um, probably like an eight. Honestly, oh. I think it's I think it's it's completely new, right? And mm. it's going to be going to be tough. I, th- I think if we did this last year, which we may have um, no, we going into the season. New. It's brand new. And, okay. Well, and then, I mean, I think it was a lot different last year. Totally. I think it was yeah. people were pissed with fed, up with, fed up with Paul Christ and, and the antiquated nature of the Badgers football program. And we've arrived suddenly in the 21st century. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good feeling. I think for at least a season, I think fans will be, will be pretty patient. Um, but when you were talking, I, I thought of you know, just how new everything's going to be. And I thought of a story about my high school team. I think I was going into like my junior year or something. I was like mm-hmm. my first year of varsity. And our, our coach, our legendary coach, spent the whole offseason uh implementing a spread offense and scrapped it after one series and went back to you know three yards in the cloud of dust football. I don't see that happening this year, but I, I just I that that anecdote popped in my head while while you were talking, just with the way fans are gonna react and you know, if if it's if it's uh iowa-esque if you will because remember how fucking bad iowa was on offense yeah. last year oh yeah and and if, if it's like that for a half or or a game you know people are going to flip out i mean it, it's going to be interesting because you know yeah i mean most of the skill guys it looks it, from what i can tell are are going to be the same um you know except for the quarterback but right. which is will make a difference and but I mean Braylon Allen not really a spread guy you wouldn't think I mean he's a he's a big kind of bruising running back who was perfect for the old system but obviously a very very talented guy and I think could be could be effective either way now Chesma Lucy strikes me as more of a maybe more of a third down pass catching guy which is a little more advantageous for a for a spread offense so I think they have some pieces there and and I mean look, it's all about Luke Fickle too. Oh I mean, yeah. It's, however, you know, however he, you know, the guy's a highly successful coach. I mean, he's, he took Cincinnati who you would think has a little less resources than what Wisconsin would. I don't know for sure. I, I don't have, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't know. I'm I'm pretty optimistic and, and I'm pretty excited to see, to see what it looks like um, come September. Right, and and
0: I, I think I am too, and I, I think that, you know, Tanner Mordecai's experience in the air rage playing at SMU is going to help things. I think the fact that they're going to try to mesh what Tanner Mordecai does through the air with what Braylon Allen can do on the ground. I think that, you know, the Badgers, part of the problem with Paul Chris was the Badger became so fucking predictable, right? Every mm-hmm. first down run, every second down, maybe not always a run, but usually a run, maybe a pass, and it just – it was the same thing over – it was a metronome. You knew what to expect. It bored you out. I think there's going to be – if they start hot, like kind of what we talk about back, if they start hot, like if they just say, ah, fuck it, we're good from the get-go, we know our shit, we blow out Buffalo, we blow out Washington State, we blow out Georgia Southern, the hype train's going to, again, go off the rails because everyone be like, oh, my God, this is fun to watch. This is – this is so exciting. Like Badger football is back. It's different, but it's back. It's, you know, it's not your older brother's Badger football, but it's still really exciting. Um, and, I, and I think the patient, I think there will be patience from the fans. I think everyone's excited, but I, I, I do think there's going to be patience. They're going to be the oats of the world that want to see this fail because they're not recruiting Wisconsin kids. And Wisconsin kids are the fucking backbone. He didn't say fucking. I'm paraphrasing of Badger football. And it's a load of shit it's so dumb these days college recruiting is so off the rails it, oh, and I've yeah. used that too much. I've used that same too much. I got to rein it in, but it's like, it it just is so weird now that it, I just can't take any of it seriously. It's not what it used to be. Not when Oates was on the beat, you know, sucking off the teeth of Barry
1: Alvarez. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and recruiting is everything as, as much as it's off the rails and everyone's getting paid now and, stuff is just not like it used to be. Yeah. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta broaden your horizons a little bit. And it's a problem for the basketball program too, where you're just, wow. It feels, it feels like you're, you're cutting off your nose to save your face or however the saying goes, where you're just, I don't even you get your head, head buried in the sand and you're Mm -hmm. only going to recruit a certain part of the country. I mean, you can't do that. Right. You know? and, And, and again, the Badgers do have, some level of academic standards, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, compared to a lot of the teams in the SEC and and some of the teams that they're, but they're not necessarily competing for recruits with those. I mean, it just, you're, you're, you know, you're not, it's not Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban going over, going out there fighting over a five-star kid from Georgia.
0: Yeah. And, and like the other thing too, just to cut in and what might make fans more patient is the recruiting class next year is 19th in the country per two four seven. Sports at the at the moment. The best recruiting class the Badgers ever had was 2021 and it was 16th in the country. And there's still Mm -hmm. a lot of time to go. So the Badgers easily could have a top 15 class. And then all of a sudden, like things start changing, right? That's how you get to the playoffs. That's how you maybe get to a national champions, is with four and five star guys. And I know people want to say, Oh, that's not really the badger way. Well, I'm sorry. It, the data supports you kind of need four and five star guys you need blue chip guys to make it to those games but elliot who i, I really like great college football follow uh, if you guys don't already follow that it has had like this whole spreadsheet about how like that influences the college football playoff it starts at the recruiting as as everyone knows but it it really is
1: more than people think yeah it's it's everything and yeah and and, and you have to play you have to play a You know, you have to you have to get in the 21st century with recruiting and on the field. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's like it's like when it's like when the Bucks hired Mike Budenholzer. It's like suddenly we were we went from playing nineties basketball and just getting um you know, just being behind the the eight ball, so to speak, as soon as you took the court, and then all of a sudden you have a more modern style and look what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the Bucks.
0: It's a little early to talk about the box. We still may, may, don't have the entire roster moves could still happen, but for the sake of the game to bring in the box for you, uh, why do, why do people need to be patient with, with the Bucks this season as the roster
1: stands today? Well, it's probably more about the coaching staff, honestly, and, and the whole new sort of vibe with Adrian Griffin. Um, I like the hire, uh, and certainly, you know, I guess he wasn't my first choice, but that's fine. I didn't really see it coming, but I, I like the hire. It's it's different. It's something that I feel like he's the anti-Mike Budenholzer. Not that, not that Bud was some stuffy, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Thibodeau type guy who got absolutely annihilated by Evan Fournier. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. uh he might he must have been talking to a french paper or something and said like just basically said that he wasn't you know it's no fun there with the knicks and um but that's that's nothing that that's nothing that right exactly that's nothing that nobody knows i think right griffin is 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 not you know anything like that Mm -hmm. however i i do i don't know like i don't know if i'm getting not impatient but a little nervous just about you know what is this year gonna look like? You know, Griffin is I think probably more of a developmental guy, hmm. which maybe is fine considering the Bucks need to come up with somebody, a younger player to contribute in a meaningful way. And right. that's gonna be, I think, to his to his strength more than Mike Budenholzer, who just seemingly didn't didn't really no. trust any wow. young players right. and i i hope that dr griffin can can do that uh a little better than than budenholzer
0: right.
1: uh, i mean but like also too like you know as long as you have Giannis, and it, it's going to sound like the old rogers thing where as long as you have rogers but as long as you have Giannis, you're going to be a good team and you know you're going to probably win 50 games or thereabouts and i think the patience for the regular season should be should be pretty, pretty high, honestly, for the regular season. um, At least, at least, at least the till the Christmas. First, right. The first several games, I guess, you know, there's going to be some feeling out. We have, you know, really nothing to go off of yet. except No schedule. Yeah. We don't, that's, that's why it's, we're doing this a little early, right?
0: Like we're, it's just, for fun and...
1: well i just meant like in terms of like we don't need you know we're not even to training camp or anything no. like that um no. or like even close to it so it's hard to like no. you're not getting any news articles about okay this is like i remember when bud came in um i don't eric name probably tweeted out the um the picture with with the blue boxes on the court oh yeah yeah i remember, that. remember that yeah Where it do. was like this is it's going to be four guys in the three-point shooting positions and yeah hmm, i wonder who could be so like you you had that right away like okay cool we're gonna you know yeah. but we we don't have much to go off there so I'm just trying to trying to kind of speculate maybe, with I, I might have been I might have been early on it I might have it mean, might have been just
0: a little early on the box maybe I should have done like the end of the the second half of the Brewers that's okay that's feedback for a, another segment could have done a a whole basketball one with Marquette in Wisconsin the whole thing but you know it's I agree. Like there is still unknown. We don't know what that 15th roster spot looks like. Is it going to be Thanosis? Are they going to make a deal? Are they, do they want to make a deal for a point guard? And that means trading away two guys. And then, Oh, suddenly the has a roster spot. Would you look at that? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what, what does that. And then when that happens, like, where does that, what does that do for, for the patients? I, my problem, like Buck's Twitter is, can get as toxic as as it comes. It's as bad as Packers. It's it might be worse, honestly. It's just some Bucks fans treat every game like it's a Packer game. And, I, and like, I'm sorry. Yes, you should be good. You like you saw I have credit to you, I have to do a better job of like games that matter versus games that don't. And I I think that I was I shrugged off a little bit of, yeah, it's fine. They haven't really beat a good team or they don't have a signature win. And, and I, and looking back, it was like, yeah, it was kind of a warning sign that they blew all these leads that did this. Like there were definitely some red flags about that basketball team. And had you, if you watched that season again, knowing the, the end result, I think you would have, I think you would have come to that conclusion or you would have thought, yeah, maybe this isn't going to go the way we want it to.
1: Yeah. And well, Bucks Twitter is, is an offshoot of NBA Twitter, which is, yeah. you know, such a fascinating <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, Entity I mean can, because it's, I, it's literally people From all ages and all over yeah. the world So yeah. it's like It's just oh, obnoxious
0: Yeah just to cut in like there was a thing That got clipped today that Bruce Bo- Bruce Bone was doing an interview And was like he told North Carolina That he wanted to go to North Carolina went to Miami And he said to North Carolina I want to go to North Carolina They are like no we're going to take Seventh Woods instead Now Seventh Woods Never I don't know where he's playing Riley and Go Chang or whatever, but 7th Woods was an awesome fucking high school player. Like, 7th Woods was a uh, top five like high school player. Of course you're going to take 7th Woods over Bruce Bruce Bowen. I think mean, it was pretty solid as a, as a high school kid, but still, like, that's, like, but it gets clipped. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they passed on Bruce Bowen. It's like, no, uh, Bruce Brown, I'm sorry. I said Bruce Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> um, my bad. I'm bad at that one, but still, Bruce Bot. I I was like, I think I'm saying this wrong. Uh, I'm surprised you cut me off there. Uh, That's okay. But you get, but that's the point of the Twitter. It's like just dumb shit like that gets aggregated and then it's
1: like thousands of fucking retweets for something that is pretty damn stupid. Well, and we're also, we're also in the, the time of year where it's, I mean, your national sports talkers and shit, even local sports talkers are, you know, Grasping at at anything, and right. it's it's also like everyone has a podcast and a microphone in their fucking face, and everybody changed the game in the NBA. Uh, I saw today that Sean Marion said he changed the game, which like okay. I guess Sean Marion has a slight case. I mean his his case was that like he sort of invented positionless basketball, which okay, okay. I mean, but there but there's a lot of six seven guys out there, Sean. Yeah. Um none of them weren't were necessarily as good as you, or I shouldn't say none of them, but a lot of them weren't right. necessarily as good as you. But I don't know if you changed the game. I mean Carl Anthony Towns claims he changed the game. It's Carl just... Anthony Towns claims
0: that his that that was a harder harder thing to win, uh the plan than the than the
1: Denver Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just dumb shit. So I mean, yeah, I mean you know. It's just anything anyone says is is getting picked up, and uh, you know, Joel Embiid says he wants to win a championship, whether it's here or anywhere else. That gets a twenty four hour cycle, right? And everybody's got to talk about it, and it just gets just gets kind of annoying. I almost have to, I almost have to shut it off, right? Uh, because it's just, it's just, uh, just that time of year. where Yeah, no, it's you're it definitely really is. gonna. You're, you're in the dog days of of baseball, but um, you know. For whatever reason, that doesn't, unless you're Shohei Ohtani, that's the only national topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, because it's, we got to, we got to manufacture, we got to figure out where he's going. Well, and He probably won't get traded at all. Hey, so, let's,
0: let's go in, let's go into it. Let's do the Shohei. I know you said it was going to be third, but since you brought it up, like let's, let's get into it. Um, you know, it. and I, I think to wrap up our patient power rankings, I think it's, as you said, You, I'll agree. I'll go Badgers, Packers, Bucks. I think that sounds right. I think that sounds right to me. You, you rely the college kids. I take them yeah. a little longer than those pro, pro athletes. Well, and I think
1: I think the Bucks are the most ready to win a championship 100%. like tomorrow. So. Uh, oh yeah,
0: out of those 300%, no question about it. But right. speaking of Shohei Otani, and we talk about how national media stuff infects our brains, and we we start thinking about it in our lens. The Shohei Otani trade market is a perfect example. The Angels were, quote unquote, listening to offers for Shohei Otani. Now everyone knows the deadline you get Better package because it's just it's like a desperation. You're desperate mm-hmm. desperate for this guy. And then it seeped into some Brewers fans' brains that Shohei could be a brewer and that you trade Jackson Trio and you trade Mizorowski and you trade Tyler Black and you just trade an absolute fucking haul for two and a half months of Shohei Otani. While it would be awesome, while it would be an incredible thing. It is absolutely ludicrous. And I don't know why people are setting themselves up for failure. I have zero idea. I don't know if it's just they; these are kids that are bored, college kids that are bored because they're not doing much in the summertime, if it's just like just trolling on Twitter and, and Instagram. But it is just such a ridiculous thing to even think about for a myriad of reasons. And I don't know. Maybe I'm the old guy. Maybe this is it's just me being being old and cranky and being like you know, come on, let's be realistic here.
1: So, I guess why would it? Why is it ridiculous? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just playing devil's sure. advocate. I want well, to. Do this. I, I think it's
0: real. It's well, first of all, I think it's unreal. It's, it's you know ridiculous in the sense that you you trade away your farm system that you just spent. Uh, last few years building up, you're you have a clear path to being good for the next multiple years on end. Now, could some of those guys get moved for better talent that could win you or could get you closer to a World Series, a la the Zach Ranky trade, a la the Sean Markham trade? CC. What's that? This would be a CC Sabathia type of deal. I mean, but that was. That deal, though, I mean, the deals were different then. You trade away Matt LaPorta and what ended up being Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley ended up being good, but that was only because the Brewers made the playoffs. They traded Michael Brantley in that deal, and that was two guys. You're not trading two guys for Shohei. There's no way. There's no way that it would be Trio yeah. and Mizorowski for Shohei. And even then, I I, I guess my the other part of it, is yes, it would bring the Brewers much closer to a World Series. The Brewers would get talked about. The national media would be all over them. Ticket sales would go through the fucking roof. But Shohei and Mike Trout together have not been able to bring the Angels any success. And one player typically does not tip the scales in baseball. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason. I yeah. think if this was basketball and you're really close and you, you have a bunch of picks fucking go for it. Like total hypothetical, Mitch. I doubt de- I do not want to think of it this way, but let's just say honest once out and the Oklahoma city thunder are playing great. I think Thunder are going to be really good as a side bump and thunder have all these picks and they're like, fuck it. We're going to give all these picks Jalen Williams, Chet, maybe not Chad Homer, but Jalen Williams and something else for Giannis, and we're just gonna go. And you know, maybe the Bucks do it. Maybe the Bucks don't. Probably not. But you, you get my point yeah. of like it. I think basketball tips the scales with one guy. I just don't know
1: if baseball does. Yeah. Well, it'd be one thing if the Brewers were a, a little better this year. I mean, they, I mean, Mitch, they're ten I, games. I think they're ten games over, man. Like they're right. Whoop do you do. Put. I mean, like if if they're a wild they're the
0: team. they're their wild card team even if like they they weren't the NL central leader sorry
1: continue i'm just saying like they're probably not a world series contender so if if they were i'd be a little more into it but i do agree that it's it'd be a lot to give up for 2 months of and you know you don't want to wish injuries on people but the guy and, and this could go for any the the next team that gives the guy 600 million like uh-huh. you know he's always a game away from being not being a pitcher anymore or you know and then you have this guy who's making 55 60 million dollars a year for the next 10 years um you know as a power hitter which is fine but um i don't doubt that he could adjust so it, yeah i mean it's it, it would be a ton to give up I, I haven't even really looked into what types of packages they'd be they'd be getting. I I like to think they wouldn't be including Trione in, in, in any of those. Probably that not. Could be any anybody but him. Um, if he is what 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 he's advertised as, you know, I mean, and I I think that the organization likes the guy, but that doesn't really mean anything if if the deal's on the table. I just yeah, it's it, it's a bites at the apple type of a type of an organization. They are not about to, I don't think they're about to swing for the fences when they're 10 games above 500. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you're, and you kind of mentioned the world series contender. It, it does feel like in the national league, and I'll talk a lot more about this on Thursday's pod, and We can talk a little bit here now, but because they're playing them, but it's, you know, it's Atlanta and everybody else in the national league right now. It's, you know, who's playing for second. Now they have lost five straight games. They lost again tonight to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, it, but that's gonna happen. I still don't like. I still think that Atlanta is a very good team. I think the Dodgers are good. I just their bullpen and their starting pitching scares me. In terms of just they, they don't look like they're ready to you know make that push forwards in the sense that Atlanta is, and I I'm very impressed with them. And it's kind of a hang on for dear life weekend. You know, next two weekends is gonna just probably pull, pull a lot of hair out. You just gotta play mistake-free baseball,
1: and that's that's really hard to do against a good team like Atlanta. I really wonder if any of these teams would actually go for Shohei. Um, the Braves I, would be I, kind
0: I, of an obvious – the Braves would be the one where you'd be like, oh, okay. And, and apparently right. Moreno won't trade him to the Dodgers, which makes sense. That he's yes, like, you know. that's part like, of it. And I don't – I also don't think the Angels can sell if they trade him to Seattle, right? Like Seattle is wanting him – they've they have a lot of prospects but how do you trade him to a divisional rival like if he's gonna go to seattle in the off season, so be it right you gotta live with that i mean remember way back when when prince was a free agent there was a lot of talk that prince was gonna go be a cup that was a real conversation that was being had at that time it yeah. didn't happen thankfully um but it it um you know it, it, that's where otani wants to play it's where he wants to play and a lot of people believe he's going to stay out west because his wife still lives in Japan, so he can kind of travel,
1: and and that seems to seems to be what would happen. But we'll we'll, we'll sort of have to we'll have to see. I wonder about Arizona just because they have such a full cupboard of prospects. Oh yeah, that's
0: another. Like, interesting would would idea. they
1: would would they uh, ditch a couple of them even if it's just for a rental? I mean, maybe. Right, you know, I, and not I don't a... know if any. I don't know if anybody in the central is trading for them, but
0: yeah and and you're just basically saying all right you know the Padres they won again tonight like they still have a a good run differential so it's not like that it sort of tells you like maybe the Padres are going to make a run how do we sort of end this run right now Arizona is 20th overall in attendance uh this year on average that number goes way the fuck up with Otani and then yeah you have them there and He's still on the West Coast, and you have two months to convince him to sign and be part of like the future of the Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, I I just I don't know. To me, it's to me the Angels are probably going to hang on to him. I don't know if Artie Moreno has the stones to actually trade him and lose that. Yeah, lose that money, if you will. Um, no, because people and he probably are still, goes to like the Yankees or something in the off season.
0: Because people are still going to go see Shohei, even if they're bad in August and September. Because I think then there's a, a fear that we're seeing Shohei for the last time. And the Angels, I mean, I think I haven't looked at the standings in, in a little bit here. I'll, I'll pop it up because I have it.
1: They're, they're one game above 500, as we speak. Okay.
0: And where are they in the wild card race? Do you know?
1: They are nine games out of division, but stand by four, here. Four are... and a, I got
0: it. Four and a half.
1: Yep. It's not bad.
0: I mean, that's, that's a couple
1: weekends. Where you just get hot and... You know who knows, right? Right. And that's the thing with baseball. Is like baseball is so stupid. It it can it can change in in like two week segments. I mean, it's like yeah. You know, Brewers have had a had a pretty good like two week two three. Well, it's been like a month now. They've been they've been playing playing better, mm-hmm. winning winning most of their series, not winning like ten in a row or anything like that. But basically just playing, you know, probably six hundred ball the last, mm-hmm. and maybe not six hundred, but
0: no, just I mean, about there. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, baseball is it is pretty pretty dumb. And I like like the Rays can't win. Yeah, Rays have actually lost four in a row.
0: Rays are Rays are out of first place, or they're tied for first place with the Orioles. Orioles technically do have the lead, and we got an Orioles Rays series over the weekend. Um, Real quick before we go to Aaron Jones to wrap us up, Corbin Burns. Very coincidental that he met with Matt Arnold in New York. They had lunch together. And then he started to pitch better after he was told he wasn't going to get traded and all this other stuff. It's extremely like convenient that it all it all seemed to to come together for Corbin.
1: Yeah. So what you're getting at is he I don't was know sabotaging I, I, the season
0: and, not, and then... I, not not like sabotaging, but like he I don't think he was listening to anybody. I think he was just I don't know what like I I have no idea. I I really don't like. I don't think he. I don't want to go as far to say he was like Roger Clemens. At his last year in Boston, where Clemens was like, it seemed like he was honestly sabotaging things. I don't think it's that bad, but I I think he was just not listening to anybody. I think the pitching coaches yeah. were telling him like, "Hey, get, don't like, don't throw your cutter on two don't strikes."
1: Th- yeah, exactly. Don't don't throw. Your, I was gonna say don't throw your cutter every pitch.
0: Well, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, you're right. So we'll see. I mean, he, it'll be a tough matchup today against Tywin Walker, which most of you will probably have already watched while, while you're listening. But if you're listening early and you're at home today, elite, elite work from home day with the Brewers at 11 15 and the Open Championship, or as the casuals would say, British Open.
1: Yeah. And that's not, why is that so, so early? Because it's seven hours ahead, pubs.
0: Oh, the Brewers are.
1: No, they're the, uh, They're starting at seven o'clock at night in Scotland.
0: No, they start the tea times. They start at like six a.m. The tea times. If you really want to be a sicko, you you can you can start at like twelve thirty. It goes through the night. When I didn't used to have right. a job, I would just watch British Open till oh, like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you're watching I'm, the end, the end of it. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll go till like two o'clock or something like that. Three o'clock. Golf oh, yeah. takes a while, man. Like, it's, you know, you know, you're, you're out on the – you're swinging it on Friday. But, anyways, uh, moving on to Aaron Jones. So, Aaron Jones, I think, is the only smart running back um, that's out there. Like, Aaron Jones took a pay cut this, this offseason. Aaron Jones, I don't think, has got himself kind of in the mud of this running back conversation where all the running backs are pissed, and finally the running backs have figured out that nobody really – Really wants us here anymore, which it it is a bummer. I'm sure for these guys. I, I really, I, I'm sure it is in in that sense. But I I do think that I don't know if anyone's going to help them. And I think at this point, you just have to, you just have to sort of figure out figure out your way around it, right? And you have to do different things. And looking at like Jones's career earnings, he's not struggling. He's not struggling for cash, like he he's done pretty well for himself from a career earnings perspective that he doesn't, he doesn't need to necessarily worry about his contract. And I don't know if more people are going to stick to Jones model. And really it's Drew Rosenhaus who's his agent, which is surprising, but you know, maybe it's something that more agents need to stop gassing up their running backs and just be like, Hey, look, this is the sign of the times and you got to stop. You kind of just have to get with it or get lost. It's kind of, in a way adjacent to when the small ball, small ball stuff started happening in the NBA and centers were obsolete.
1: Yeah. Well, just at the end of the day, the, it's not necessarily the individuals it's more the organizational philosophies of, you just can't pay your running back a lot of money. And no. there, there's a, a pretty rigid salary cap. Um, really NFL contracts in general are kind of fascinating which oh, is yeah. probably what, what allows for the leeway of holdouts and stuff like that where, you know, it's not guaranteed money a lot of times. And Although it does seem like the guarantees are are becoming more and more of a thing in the NFL. Yeah, yeah they're um, growing for and, sure. And which is interesting. But, but um, which so there, there allows, I think, some disloyalty on both sides where like, you know, okay, this money isn't guaranteed, then, you know, I'm – I'm not going to show up or, you know, whatever, as opposed to like the NBA or baseball where like every dollar is guaranteed and everybody's pretty happy for the most part. They're all getting their money and they can force their way around, which is that's sort of the NFL's version is these guys can can hold out. So I don't know. It's, it's just, yeah. So organizationally these GMs and stuff, they're just, they're not going to, but I mean, there are some guys that make a lot of money. I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb is makes a lot of Christian McCaffrey makes a lot yep. of money and he's hurt all the fucking time. Right. And I mean, Alvin Kamara didn't have a very good year last year. So, I don't hear him complaining too much. No. I don't know. Like with Saquon, it's like dude is what? One year off a torn ACL? Yeah. You know, he had he, he had a good year coming back and I do think he's pretty important to the Giants, but I don't know. Like you can get by and like the whole the whole um do you hear about the group chat thing or something oh, with yeah, the yeah, yeah, backs yeah, and they're all yeah. going they're mm-hmm. all going to sit out or whatever and it's like the reality is like there's 30 other dudes out there off the street that are going to come take that job well yeah uh, and what happens pro- yeah and probably probably be fine
0: yeah what happens when like and i don't think Aaron Jones would
1: do this but like
0: what happens if it's just AJ Dillon and Tyler Goodson who i i kind of like uh, the kid from Iowa that the Packers drafted Like what happens to Tyler Goodson Tears it up and guess what Guess who Tyler Goodson and you watch him Kind of remind will remind you of? A little bit of Aaron Jones And that's yeah, on purpose smaller guy. Right that's on purpose And but to go back to like Jones and kind of way he manages His money and I again I don't know how much you know obviously he's saved Invested whatever he's only made Five million in salary in Six years five point seven but he had a 13.1 signing bonus, $576,000 roster bonus, another $500,000 for a workout bonus, $3.8 million for a restructure bonus, $150 incentive in 2020. So he's made $24 million as a running back in six seasons, which that's if you, you're doing the math, Mitch, that's pretty fucking good. And yeah. I think that's the thing that running backs need to think about is like, how are we structuring our contracts so that we're getting paid in other ways? Can we do some more like sponsorship stuff? Can we work with whatever city you're in there, their local bank and do a deal with them? And, you know, you start you know, bringing the Brian Lambies of the world where you're doing marketing for, you know, you're doing more marketing for yourself and making yourself oodles upon oodles of just sponsorship dollars. That is not team money. And you just gotta do that shit because running backs are still seen in high regard. People are still getting Aaron Jones jerseys. People are still getting Saquon jerseys. People are getting Derrick Henry jerseys. So you're gonna be a oh. major face in the in the like world or like in your local world if you
1: just if you bucket up and just, you know, spend an off day doing some shit. It's all about making as much money as you possibly can while well, you can. I understand right. that. But I guess My thought is just maybe come down a little bit on what you want. Uh, If you're a running back, what you think you're worth. I mean, I don't really know how negotiations work. I'm just a guy who's sitting on the couch right now. But I'm sure it starts somewhere like Saquon Barkley, for example, goes to the Giants organization and says, well, I had a better year than this guy, Alvin Kamara, who's making $16 So he probably wants more than him annually. And, you know, the reality is it's like he's, what, a couple years older than Kamara? Maybe not. They're about the same. Maybe uh, I'm completely wrong. That's uh, fine. But Keep going. But still, like, you know, you got to maybe adjust your expectations. And, you know, and even like the franchise tag isn't that, that bad either. I get it's not long-term security. But to me, a long-term contract is a fart in the wind in the NFL. I mean, it's like all these contracts have voids after two years. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You I mean, get it's, out of them. it's, which again is why you want to make as much money as possible, but yeah, Aaron Jones did do the smart thing by restructuring. And again, the cap is not real. So these Aaron Jones ends up, you said what, what like a couple million dollars in salary and is basically a million dollars a year in salary since he's yeah. come in the NFL.
0: Mil- but the yeah. rest of
1: it is, is roster bonuses and right. this, that and other bonuses. So you're still getting your money. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it, it may be, they may have to get very creative. I think both sides with, with this stuff, because, you know, it kind of isn't fair. And, you know, again, there is a player's union, so this shit could all be collectively well, bargained, Well, if we, we're all getting to, we're all getting rich, so it's fine.
0: Well, if we want to get like tinfoil hat here a little bit, like this is where I wonder, you know, is this starting to like, is the NFL starting to crack a little bit? Like, is it, all, oh, yeah. is it getting too much, too bit, too much, too, or too big? Like just, there's too much of it and there's too much too money much, to go too much air in the bubble. Right. A little bit because it's like, all right, all of these guys are getting paid. Well, why am I not getting paid? Well, we don't have enough money to afford you and you're kind of obsolete. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Like, why is that? Why is this, you know, quarterbacks are getting guaranteed money and all these crazy ass contracts And at some point is the rubber going to meet the road and it's going to explode on itself. And it's just, there's you, everyone's going to be unhappy and you're just going through the motions instead of actually playing, playing the sports you love. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, again, this is, this is an hour podcast about how much money these guys make and, and where it's coming from and where it's headed. Right. And it's, it's all, it's, i would not blame somebody if you put 20 million dollars in my face it's hard to be like man i could just i could just retire right now and you know have a bunch of money in my pocket and not you right. know even give a shit so it's it's hard to be like it's hard to really get mad at somebody for being like I, I ain't gonna show up today. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's just a different world than what than what we live live in. Right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. For for sure, it's it, it is a it's a wild world, and I I feel like contracts aren't gonna like stop. Like there, there's everyone's just gonna keep getting paid. I don't know when like we'll peak out,
1: and then it'll just oh, never, be like, all never, right, never. yeah, never. I don't,
0: know. I don't, maybe yeah, maybe never. Uh we'll we'll just sort yeah, of have Charlie. to see. I mean
1: yeah,
0: I what know. do you think is gonna happen? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know like a hard, be like I don't know, is there at some point gonna be a hard cap everywhere? And then it's just like That's we, fine, uh, but like there's gonna uh, still exactly. be
1: players that are making a hundred million dollars a year. Right. I mean, yeah. eventually it's gonna happen. It's given yeah. it ten, fifteen years NBA players will be making a hundred million dollars a year.
0: Oh yeah. I mean it, it's yeah, it's you're probably right. And you know, who knows if we'll even be here in ten to
1: fifteen years? I'm kidding. Right.
0: Just, just joking. Um, by the way, the aliens, Mark, we,
1: is younger than yes, Camara.
0: just by a year though. You were close. I, I'll give you that. I was, I wasn't going to correct you because I looked at it too. And I was like eh, a year that's, that's in range. That's, that's there, you know? So, oh. uh,
1: I'll give you that. Saquon feels older because I think he, like, day one was awesome. Well, and, like,
0: like we all remember at Penn State, and he was great at Penn State. Yeah, that's you know? true, too. And, and that was, I mean, I think you remember those guys in college, and you have when you have that sort of relationship with, like, listening to Greg Olson on part of my take this week talking about, like, the 2001 Miami team. And I, he's just naming all these guys, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, Sean Taylor, Antro Roll, Jonathan Vilma, Vince Wilfork. Uh, Andre, I think I said Andre Johnson already, but like, it's just fucking absurd. Jeremy Shockey, how many guys were on that football team? Like, it's unbelievable. Eric Winston. Eric Winston. Lineman. Look at you. Just out of nowhere, pulling an Eric Winston out of there. Uh, D- DJ Williams was good. Uh, he never amounted to anything, but I like DJ Williams. Uh, who else? I, there are other guys. Uh, St. Hannah Moss was early, but then there was Sonoris Moss, who was his younger brother um but yeah uh, that, that those miami teams were something else love
1: that yep. but anyways um anything else for people i think that's it just keep keep on keeping on all right fight a good fight you bet all right we'll be back next week
0: uh we'll see what's what's on deck
1: we have uh
0: we are gonna we'll gonna be closer to the trade deadline maybe the bucks make a move maybe uh Dame Lillard, Miami, three-teamer, figures it out and opens the door for other trades to happen. Uh, maybe we'll be wallowing about the Brewers after they get swept by the Braves. Who knows? It'll, you know, life's life's full of surprises, Mitch. I don't know if you knew that. Absolutely. Sure is. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for uh Friday Pod solo. Uh, and we'll see you then. Take care. Peace. Peace.